Poe, Angry Johnny, on Island 1069, WIIS Key West. Good morning, everyone. Gwen Falosa in with you this morning. The show is called It's Too Early. And uh, good morning from Key West downtown. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to go ahead and bring up my guest. I'm super excited to have her on the show. Her debut novel is called Catherine House. It has been called a most anticipated novel by Cosmopolitan, Forbes, Good Housekeeping, Better Homes and Gardens, Newsweek, and uh, Ms. Magazine. Super excited. We're going to talk all about um, literary stuff. Elizabeth Thomas, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks. I've got to ask, is it too early for you? I must say, yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad about it, but no, I'm not. I'm generally not a morning person, so I may I may take a nap later today. <laughs> well, thank you for. It's always too early for me, but I I just have to do it. So, it's, but thank you. I'm glad you're not mad. Glad you're not mad. I'm not mad. Great, thanks. And we have so much to talk about. Catherine House has come out. This is a a suspenseful tale that you that you're telling. Can Can you give us the 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 overview and tell us? how it ends the secrets oh absolutely <laughs> let me just ruin everything <laughs> the spoilers please of course no so it's about a young woman Inez who gets accepted to a mysterious college deep in the woods of Pennsylvania um, and the college is known for being um, very elite and being um, the alma mater of presidents and supreme court justices and various other powerful people um, so she arrives there and she realizes that it may not all be what it seems that there may be some some dangerous secrets beneath its veneer of uh, elitism and uh, she has to stay one of the rules of the college is you have to stay there and not be in touch with the outside world for the next three years um, yeah so it's it was really fun to write and it's really fun to see it out, see it out in the world that's great. Congratulations. And thank you. Getting so much critical acclaim and, and you've been um, on kind of the tour. But you uh, you work at a museum as an archivist, correct? Yes, that's true. So, yeah, my day job is I work and I uh, work for a modern art museum and help manage their uh, institutional records, which either sounds cool or desperately boring, depending on. No, who you it, are. Sounds, <laughs> it sounds great. So you, you keep track of exhibits and stuff or just the holdings? They it's have? like. Um, it's the um, kind of the the record, so the the historical letters that the museum has, kind of about itself. So if someone were researching um, the first exhibitions that happened at the museum or something like that, they would come to us. So if you're kind of interested in the the history of modern art as it's been told, um, you would come to us. And I love it because it's just kind of you're almost like dealing with the raw materials of history. And if you're if you're interested in Deep, dark secrets as I am then it's it's very fun that sounds great so you you had a day you have a day job and you're you're promoting the book and, and uh, did you how did you write the book like at night or did you take time off uh, yeah I took mostly at, at night as yes we said I'm not a morning person so I, I at some point was like you know when you read those like articles about writers and they say like you know, I wake up and I like do a little yoga stretch and then write for two hours or something like that. I tried to do that maybe once and it did not work. <laughs> so no, it's mostly going to work and then coming home and uh, yeah, just there's no other way around. At some point, you just got to put in the hours. So uh, working on, I would I would work usually um, after dinner until until I was done for the day. But yeah, I'm much more of a night owl than a morning person. But um, you got to get the work done. Got to do it. Yeah, and you've you've done so well. And first of all, great title and great cover art. 
Thank you. Isn't it gorgeous? Yes, I think it's beautiful. Um, Yeah, and the title, um, yeah, it's funny. You know, I was talking with another friend. I was like, you know, so few people have asked me why I named Catherine, the the school that the young woman goes to is named Catherine. So few people have asked me why I named it Catherine. And I don't have that much of an answer. So I'm glad they just, just, but it felt like the right name. It felt like the right no, name. no, and it sounds great. And uh, the the description on your website is a gothic infused um, mm-hmm. story of a suspense, and you know it's set within this elite university. Now you went to Yale, so is this mm-hmm. based on things you been, <laughs> things that you thought were could happen? You know, it, it I it's certainly not based on Yale in most of its details. There are without giving anything away, there are some supernatural elements that I should hope are not happening at Yale. <laughs> yes, of course. But <laughs> sorry, sorry, Yale. <laughs> Who knows? But They're sorry, turning off the radio. Unless they, yeah, unless uh, some important people have not been sharing things with me, which is also quite likely. Um, but uh, I, it, I think I was more just in a general sense, thinking about elite institutions and the relationships we have with them. And, um, the sense of loyalties we sometimes have with them, and whether that even with that sense of loyalty sometimes can be uh, misbegotten, and then uh, the kinds of ways these institutions kind of curry our favor and kind of get us to think of them as as almost friends and almost as people in their lives, and then these institutions can um, sometimes be damaging forces in our lives, even when they're pretending that. Um, it's such a force for good and so I was thinking about a lot of those things and it's funny a lot of people read the book and they say like oh wait you must have had a terrible time in college I was like no I had a great time in college <laughs> oh my that is I was funny. part of the problem is that, <laughs> is that I had a really wonderful college experience and I think it's so one of the things I find so interesting now is that um so uh my my both my grandfather and my father went to Yale as well. And they both had terrible experiences. Oh, no. And um, they, when I, when it was my turn to apply to college, my dad actually said to me, he said, you can go anywhere in the world you want as long as it's not Yale. <laughs> <laughs> Can't blame and, him. Yeah, he's, you know, he's scarred. Just, he was scarred. It was just almost like our family legacy is that we just had this terrible terrible relationship to this institution and um i just it's like i'm probably the only person in the world where their rebellion was like i, I think i might actually go to jail <laughs> that, that is funny and, yes and and, and and i had a great time that's great and now the the in in catherine house um not based on yale everybody uh i mean it's in <laughs> rural pennsylvania and it, it, they they there's all these rules like it says family friends television music even their old clothing they they got to trade that all and get rid of it for this mm-hmm. promise of uh, power and prestige and you can do anything you want. I mean, the college experience for me, at least it, it does n- not things like this, everybody, but it does change you, right? It, it really. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think part of I, um, what part of what I was trying to do with the story is that it, I, I wanted to almost give a heightened version of an experience of something that almost happens naturally. Like I I think that a lot of people, when they go to college, at least if you're living on campus, you kind of naturally, all of a sudden the things that happen on campus feel more important than everything happening outside of the world. And you kind of just start like not reading the news as much and not, um, like I'd realized that movies would come out of theaters and not be, and go out of theaters. And I would have no idea. I, cause I was just focused on 
you know, the dramas that were happening with my friends and whatever I was studying and all that stuff. So it's just when you're, it's a very insular world for better or for worse. And um, so I thought it would be fun to almost like take that to, to a limit and see what, um, almost create a, a kind of super net, a surreal version of that. Yeah, and and this is a page turner, a s- suspense. I mean, how did how does one do that? I mean, are you always thinking ahead, or are you just like, hey, what if, what if we did this? Like, <laughs> I think I, I I went into it with uh, with an overall sense of what the story would be. Um, so I I knew what the arc of it would be, and then in terms of page turning, it's always fun because you when you're writing, you also have to you have to kind of step outside for a bit and also try to be a reader and think, you know, am I having fun reading reading this right now? And it's so hard to read your own writing, but um, I think I, you, you get better at it. You get better, you get more used to it. And then, you know, you, you work on a chapter for, for a day and then the next day you look back on it and you're starting to lose interest around page six of the chapter. It's like, well, you know, if I'm not enjoying it and I'm the most invested person in the world, then I need to re- I need to address this. Um, yeah, so it's it's a very interesting process, and obviously, hopefully, uh, every author is also a reader. So it's kind of you have to kind of play both sides of that, and both be like, you know, this is a story I want to tell, but then also, if I if this I, if I had just picked this up on a shelf, would I be interested? Um, yeah, so it's fun. And what what what's inspired you? I mean, growing up, what what were you reading, or what were you um, what what inspired you? Oh my goodness, I loved anything that was like I loved the Secret Garden. I loved um, a, the a little princess. I loved anything that felt kind of romantic. I loved. I was reading books that I I don't think I understood a single thing that was. I would try and read like um, Jane Austen and things like that. I I. I, I was very, I was a very romantic little girl <laughs> with a very uh, Victorian sensibilities. Um, I don't know. So yes, and fairy tales. I also, I say a lot of times that actually the, uh, the genesis for the idea of Catherine House is the fairy tale Bluebeard. I was like, what if I did made a, um, a, a novel that kind of has the same vague plot line as the fairy tale Bluebeard, which I won't describe with that because it would kind of give things away. But oh, um, holding so back yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of a lot of fairy tales, a lot of um, historic and uh, yeah, very girly little stories. I, I loved it. I, I I was a very happy little reader. And uh, you you. Uh... You wrote a, a fascinating article, um, essay. Uh, it's called I Wrote a Gothic Novel, Now Life Feels Like It Is One, about, you know, you were in New York during the, the mm-hmm. early days of uh, the pandemic, and, and yeah. you, you write about how things just seemed, you know, unreal. Um, you wrote the book before, correct? Before yes. Before 2020? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wrote it in um, about, like, 2016 through 2018 or something like that. Okay, okay, but uh, in, in again, the essay it's on um your webs or it's on refinery twenty nine dot com. Everybody, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you, you really describe in detail about you know kind of being being stuck in this you know this un, unreal mm-hmm. world. And I'm I'm wondering, can you you know what was twenty twenty like for you being in New York, the epicenter of this um, horrible time? You know, it was honestly, I, I it's almost hard to tell what it was like yet it felt like 
or what it was a disaster happening in slow motion you know and and, and it wasn't it was different from other disasters that have happened in new york where it's you almost know immediately how bad something is because it, every single day every single week you know it's it, it's evolving and so it just felt um it was both horrible and also changing every day would be horrible in new ways you know um so it was it was um honestly it was very numbing i think a lot of people who went through who lived here and in other places there were real episodes of the pandemic it just felt very um it, it you were it was very very numbing and very um uh very surreal and yeah, it was then very surreal to then in the middle of this to be releasing this book that so much of the book is about being trapped in a house, basically. And then I was trapped in my apartment. <laughs> oh, that's right. And <laughs> in a sense of like feeling like as so much of the book, um, one of the mantras that's repeated throughout the book is like, I'm in the house and the house is in me. Um, I am staring at the the kitchen at the table at the at my hands and all this this kind of repetition of of trying to like center yourself in the place while feeling trapped there and i was like this is i i was like man i somehow i don't know how but i've managed to anticipate the exact feeling i'll have with my apartment mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> where i'm just sitting and staring at these walls and feeling trapped but also feeling like um it, this strange feeling where it's like the house or the apartment is both protecting you and also you just want to like bang against the walls and get out of there somehow. Mm. And um, now, now you're, you're an academic. Were you always, an, I mean, did you grow up being like, I'm super smart? Um. Uh, <laughs> I will say I was always, that's a kinder way of saying a nerd. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> People say nerd all the time. I'm like, no, yes. no, they're smarter than we are. Yes, Mister, they're say, <laughs> not nerds. They, they well, some are. Not you. I no, I was also. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that is accurate. Uh, yes, I was. I was always. I always felt very much more comfortable with. Um, I mean, I I also you know had my friends and was social, and, but I I always loved books. I always loved. Oh man, I was thinking the other day. I was like, I haven't had any homework in a while. Some homework would be really great mm. right now. <laughs> I, so I, that, if I, maybe that should give you an idea of what the situation is like. I can't relate to that, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, I used to. I used to make my mom give me homework, like because uh, the teachers weren't giving me enough. I wanted more math problems. So I was like, Mom, can you write me a, a page of math problems and I'll do them for you? And, Wait, you know, you're great at math yeah. too. Uh, not very simple problems, but and <laughs> yeah, calculus. Have, yeah, those skills have definitely faded. So, um, but yes, no, I was I was a very, I think nerdy is the correct word, a, a nerdy little girl. Um, but you know, blessed those skills have gotten me to be um, good at it, good at my job. So it paid it off. Out. It paid off. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> I, I I always ask um, super smart people this: Do you ever just say? Eh, I'm gonna stream on Netflix like really horrible shows. <laughs> like, do you ever just you what know you take the ask? night off? <laughs> what, what are you streaming? You have to tell us. Uh, uh, absolutely, I I um, I watch terrible TV show all the time. <laughs> perhaps <laughs> perhaps just a few hours ago, one might say. <laughs> um. I don't I want I don't want to call out anyone for calling it a horrible show, but uh, let, let's just say I I there are I have seen 
the the depths of Netflix, the depths of Hulu, the de- I've seen. Some, <laughs> You're not gonna tell us. Some, yeah, I understand. That is, yeah, I don't. That. I don't want to call. Yeah, I don't want to call anyone out. But um, I I've, I have seen and enjoyed some things that I think most people would say are objectively not high quality programming, and I have been just as happy as a little clam as I watch them. So um, yes, I I have, and I've spent many hours doing something. One of my favorite, th- oh, this isn't helping my nerd reputation, but yeah, one of my favorite things is to get some terrible TV show and then to get a nice, juicy, complicated jigsaw puzzle and then just go to town, you know, doing that <laughs> while watching, watching the TV show. And it's yeah, just, uh, that sounds fun. Puzzles are your jam. Yeah. That's your thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of zen out. It's, yeah. it's, it's great. You're always great. doing something. I bet, <laughs> but you never just sit around and go, eh. Oh, I do nothing. I do do nothing. But um, I I appreciate you getting up early and doing and doing the show. Elizabeth Thomas, the book is Catherine House. Check it out. And you have a great website. It's it's Elizabeth Thomas books dot com. Or you can Google her name and Catherine House. Elizabeth with an S. So check it out. Elizabeth Thomas books dot com. Thank you so much. Congratulations on everything and uh, continued success to you. And uh, we'll let you go. Pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Take care. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in today. I appreciate it. I'm here weekdays at eight fifteen, and um, yeah, yeah, we're here. And uh, also, the it's too early with Gwen Filosa. That's my name. Is a podcast. So if you want to catch up um, on some shows you may have missed, or or want to check it out, you can go to Podbean. Podbean. Uh, or Spotify, Amazon Audible, and uh, we have some some great shows on there. I interviewed Carol Baskin of the Tiger King uh, documentary that and uh, Big Cat Rescue she does that's on there. And uh, Chanel Ali, an amazing comedian, um, that that interview is on there too. So check it out. Um, and uh, it's too early. That's the name of the show. We're gonna play a song, and I'm gonna come back and do your headlines and weather forecast. This is Trapped Waiting. Stick around, everyone.